we bring our attention to the the felt sense of this moment. The body sitting here, sensations of weight, warmth or coolness, feelings of alertness or dullness, a mood of gladness, anxiety, inspiration, numbness. Feeling the body, the breath, noticing the mood, hearing the sound of silence. Here it all is, the array of our experience, here and now. So much of of the practice is bringing our attention to this simple, immediate, present quality of sight, sound, smell, taste and touch, form, feeling, perceptions, mental formations, consciousness, just this. simply to reflect. It's this way. It is thus, such. Ta-ta-ta. There is this quality of suchness. It's simply this way. It's thus. We don't really need to add any more adjectives than that. Just to reflect. It's like this. Tiredness is like this. Inspiration is like this. Feeling warm, feeling cool, it's like this. Just this simple recognition present experience. That's enough to establish mindfulness, to establish clarity and wisdom. (coughs) This is the quality that integrates all our experience. Even the feelings of things being painful or or wrong, broken, not working, not right. That simple recognition of this is the feeling of not rightness. This is the feeling of something being not fixable, something not working. Right there, in this simple apprehension, in this simple receiving of the felt 
pattern of that experience, right there, in a deeper way, it's, it's fixed, it's whole. To reflect, this is a feeling of forgetting the words of the chanting. Not perfect. Feels like this. That's where perfection lies. This is the refuge in awareness. The Buddha refuge. This is the way things are. This is the pattern of reality. Refuge in Dhamma. Therefore there's a, an attunement of the heart to that. A letting go of self-view. And a harmonization of the heart with that reality. Refuge in Sangha. Oh, this is the safe place. The triple refuge, the triple gem. This is the safe place. It's always accessible to us. Regardless of time, place, situation. The triple gem is our real wealth, our real security. Wisdom, reality, unselfishness. According to the schedule, this is our last full day together. The ship is moving towards the, the destination port. The shoreline appearing over the horizon. Another day or so and we'll all be parting company, going our separate ways. back to Ireland or Israel, back to Hemel Hempstead, staying here at Amravati, a few of us. <clears throat> the elements, the, the, uh, the limbs that have made up this, this body of our retreat, these different elements will go there their separate ways will scatter to the winds. So it's natural during this, with the perception of the re retreat coming to the end and the prospect of going back to work, traveling back to the city, 
back to London, back to other countries. The attention moves towards schedules, planes, plans, things to do, places to go. And it all feels like a reasonable becoming. But I have got to plan, I have got a plane to catch, I have. So this is a prime opportunity. His last uh, day or so, his hours of a, the last day or so of the retreat, to witness that compulsion of the heart to move on to the next thing to lean forward into the future, the projected possibilities. To feel that urge of becoming, bhava-tanma, planning, expecting, dreading, hoping, Anticipating. See if you can feel it in the body. See if you can feel that urge, that hunger of the mind to move to the next thing, the, the relish of having a, a really good excuse to get wrapped up in some plan, some thing that's going to happen. To feel that, to know that, to sense it in the body, and to reflect. Bhavani rodo nibbanang. The cessation of becoming is nibbana. Peace comes from letting go of all that movement. When the attention does not adhere to all that is coming and going, what is present is the timeless reality, the timeless, all-encompassing, limitless awareness, a quality of knowing which is unbounded, bright, Vast. The vinyanang anidasanang, that consciousness which is formless, infinite, radiant, clear. As soon as the attention locks onto a, a thing, a thought, a plan, a feeling, Right there, there's birth in the realm of, of uh, comings and goings, gettings and losings, approval and disapproval, success and failure, gain and loss. So today is a prime opportunity to see and to know, to feel that that urge to 
adhere. To get stuck onto things, stuck into things. The clock is moving inexorably on. The The days and nights are relentlessly passing. It moves on without a pause, without a break. And there are things to be done. Spaces to be tidied. Taxis to be ordered. There are indeed things to be done on the material plane, the sensory plane. But notice what that feels like, and the heart is caught in that. Caught in that sensory swirl, the flush and and rush of activity and engagement. There's a gratification, a pleasure in that. But look, look what comes with it. And to see if in the midst of that, the heart can let go, can be that that spacious awareness that provides no footing for long and short and coarse and fine, gain and loss, coming and going, here and there. To be that aware, open, wakeful, spacious place where things don't stick, To feel that fundamental restfulness of non-becoming, the heart not caught in that flow of, of activity, beginnings and endings, births and deaths. When there's a non-adherence, a non-entanglement, in those moments when there's, there is that letting go, that non-grasping. Let yourself be conscious of how that feels, the presence of a heart free from all grasping, not tying itself to the cycles of birth and death. Off the wheel. Feel it. Let it be known. Let that really sink in how good that feels. Like freedom from an, ad- from an addiction, freedom from a debt, free from being locked up. How delightful, naturally peaceful, enjoyable. During today, as the perceptions move towards making plans or anticipating the future, dreading the future, 
looking forward excitedly to the future. Whatever it might be, whatever the emotional tone is. Whenever your mind thoughts forms the thought, I will, I'm going to. I've got to. Just as I was describing before, as, as you notice that thought form taking shape, freeze it. Stop it in its tracks and just give it some space to be clearly and distinctly seen, discerned. To take that phrase and to, to freeze it and just repeat it steadily in the space of the mind. <coughs> I've got to. I am going to. I need to. And when we take these simple, ordinary, everyday phrases, and we isolate them, just let them be clearly known and felt, then we begin to, to see them, to intuit them in a, a different way. I should. I have to. I need to. The heart holds them in a different context, holds them in a different way. Notice that change. Notice how what is a a partial conventional truth, like I have to confirm my ticket. How when you you take a simple phrase like that, I have to, and you stop it, give it some space, just listen to it. I have to. In clarifying it, highlighting it, there's this recognition of this assumption that the universe is incomplete unless some action is taken. My life is not whole until something, some pattern of Perceptions has changed. The heart knows how ridiculous that is. How could nature be incomplete right now? How could the universe not be absolutely whole right now? What could be missing? Yet we so easily get swept up in the list of things I have to do, messages I have to answer, places I have to go. It all seems so real, so important, so compelling. So this is the 
prime opportunity, ideal opportunity, to see those kind of compulsions for what they are. So as and when a kind of impulse arises in the mind, notice it. Take the trouble to, to stop it, clarify it. See what happens in the heart when you just take a simple phrase like I should, I must, I've got to. Feel the change that happens in the heart when you really listen to it. Just let it sit there, hover in the space of the mind. And then to develop this even further, as you notice that kind of strange and liberating shift of perspective, just refine the, the statement even, even further, just to say, I. I. And to feel what quality is there? Just when we think the word I, so ordinary, so everyday, so unremarkable, but yet when we, we bring up just that simplest of words, a, a one-letter word, into the clarity of awareness, into the space of awareness, I. How strange that is. Something in the heart, our own intuitive wisdom recognizes when that word is said, I. It recognizes what's that got to do with anything real? What is that? How strange and almost out of place that can feel. What a weird set of assumptions come with that statement. I. I. Let your attention stay with that, that weirdness that slightly unsettled feeling. Right at that moment, that unsettledness is coming from the self-view being punctured, destabilized, dethroned. Another way we can develop this to simply bring to mind when the mind is calm, still, clear as possible, 
the attention steady in the present moment, just to bring your own name clearly and fully into, into consciousness. Just to think your own name with no story, no shoulds and shouldn'ts, no characteristics tacked onto it. Just our name. To focus on the silence before and then just drop our name into that open space. Atmaro. Charm. Sue. David. Joan. Whatever it might be, our ordinary everyday name, just bring it into the space, the silence of the mind. And again, notice that strange, unsettling reconfiguring that comes with that. Because the wisdom of the heart recognizes that's not what I am. That's nothing real and substantial. And at that moment, the self-view is, is punctured. It's taken out of the driving seat. It loses its strength, its centrality. But along with that subtle kind of disorientation, when that self-view is dropped, when it's punctured, there's brightness, peacefulness, clarity. This is the cessation of becoming, cessation of grasping, the heart giving no traction to perceptions, to habits of self-view, to thoughts and moods. When there is that quality of, of supreme clarity in those moments where the self-view is seen through, seen as completely empty, transparent, there's this quality of suchness, ta-ta-ta, in a way, that's all that can be said. It's like this. It's this way. We don't need to have any kind of description beyond that. 
no need to explain or describe or give any kind of conceptual form that heart of non-grasping, of openness brightness, clarity just to let that be known just to let the heart know its own suchness it's like this we don't need to create any more complicated descriptions or explanations beyond that just let it be known the heart open, clear and in this what's being experienced is the the Dhamma simply aware of its own nature. When the heart is completely free of grasping, free of entanglement, what is being known is simply, this is the Dhamma, the nature of your own heart, being aware of what that nature is simply Dhamma aware of its own nature and the flavor of that is suchness the more than that can be fully known we can let that really sink in, soak through our awareness let let that be fully known and tasted, realized then the easier it is not to get caught into the ten thousand becomings compulsions and urgencies opinions and judgments their intrinsic Transparency or emptiness in substantiality is more obvious. The clearer the realization of of non-grasping, of suchness, then the more easy, <coughs> the greater strength there is to see through the urgencies, activities, the busyness, the clamor of the world the light of our heart is brighter so it shines through illuminates the the dust of the world 